Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hey, good morning everyone. Uh, this is Mike Hesh with Healing Journeys Today. Uh, today, I have something on my heart that I wanted to share with you uh, that's been a blessing uh, to me. In fact, uh, I've just been going over it again, and uh, really, uh, it has blessed me. So, I know that today, His Spirit will, will speak with clarity uh, to you and to me as we hear from Him. But I wanted to continue with what we started with last week. And the reason I do is because, uh, number one, I felt led of the Spirit, but there are some awesome points in that that really you will find freeing to your heart. And why I say that is because I was very bound with legalism. And when, uh, you know, legalism is where uh, you think that your performance and your works and keeping the word is what's affecting God and uh, allowing Him to release His promises to you. Uh, in uh, I was in Indonesia and I have some friends there and they call it a gamma we. And, uh, but I want to share with you that the words that I'm sharing today, I would hear from that legalistic lens, that I would see it through that lens, that I would hear it from that perspective, and that could not be further from the truth. If that was true, what I'm about to share, then Jesus was the most legalistic person on the earth. And uh, But we know that's not true. Jesus was the freest man who ever walked this earth. He was never bound by religious anything, religious duty, anything. He operated completely in love because he was manifesting the heart of his Father, and God is love. So when you hear the message today, just turn off that old filter. If you start feeling like, oh no, the bar's going up, then what I want you to do is just tell that bar to get the bleep out of there because it doesn't belong in your life, okay? It doesn't belong there. It's a religious lie. It does not belong there. So. I am going to start in a verse that uh, really, this is what uh, really began to speak to me about this uh, that I'm going to share with you today. And go with me to um, 2 Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter, I mean 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I'm just going to read a little bit here. And I want to be respectful of your time. I know that you, like me, have busy day. Uh, but uh, I think this is a good part of our day, is to spend this time together. So uh, let's go. I'm going to start in verse uh, 3 of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Now this is Paul. And I want you to think about the man who uh, let him stone him to death. Uh, while he's talking, but listen to his perspective. I could really relate to this. Listen to what he says. He's talking about being with them and how he only came to minister Jesus Christ and him crucified. And he says, and I was with you in weakness and in fear 
and in much trembling. That's the bold Apostle Paul. Well, I'll tell you what, folks, that's me too. Uh, you know, my flesh is weak, but praise God, the spirit is not weak. Amen. That's what Jesus told the disciples. He did. He said, uh, he said, the flesh is not very willing, but he said the spirit surely is. So let's follow the spirit. And that's going to that's going to work in with what we're talking about today. So he goes on to say, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of spirit and of power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now, I'm not going to spend any time there, but I believe the Lord wants me to get into that because it's an important verse. It says that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. But let's read on. He says, Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak wisdom in the wisdom of God in a mystery. And the word mystery there means that which is made known to the initiated. And we're the initiated because we have the Spirit of Christ in us. Uh, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, this is the verse I want to focus on, as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Now this is awesome. This connects with, I'm going to bring up a, what we talked about last week. But he says that these wonderful things that God has prepared, he's prepared for those that love him. Now, Turn off that filter of legalism. Oh no, now I gotta love God or I won't see any of those things. That's not what this is saying. Listen carefully. He goes on to say, but God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. This is an awesome verse because, you know, the title I called this, uh, the faith and love uh last week, Faith Works by Love, and uh, we were talking about not the love of God, because that is without question. You know, uh, we saw that God loved us even when we were sinners and are dead in our trespasses and sins. So God has an unconditional love towards us, and then goes on in that same passage in Romans 5 to tell us that if he loved us when we were sinners, how much more does he love us now that we're his children? And so the, the part of God's love is not in question here. We know that his love is unconditional. It's not evaluating us in any way. But this is talking about our love towards God. Now, that's a very key point. You know, I think you can observe this in all the speakers that have spoken or that you've watched on Healing Journeys today. Every one of them um, has a deep love for God. And uh, they express it in their, their demeanor, their, their conversation, the way they share the word of God. Uh, their countenance speaks the joy that they're full of. And uh, 
I don't know if you can always see the joy in my face, but I'm just full of joy inside. I'm really at jumping up and down right now that I have this privilege to be able to uh, share with you. But, uh, you know, so we're not talking about when it says that God hath prepared for them that love him. Uh, let's go with me to um, uh, John chapter 15. And uh, we're going to go back to there just for a moment. And I want to reread a few scriptures that we read last week because all these points tie together. And uh, like on my website, the Lord gave me this like in my heart that uh, I call it connecting the dots of God's truth. And that's what was always missing for me. I had a lot of the dots in the word of God or all the pieces to the puzzle. I had many of those, but they weren't fitting together. Uh, they weren't fitting together with the way God had presented it. In other words, I had the pieces that were being put together for me were very legalistic. In other words, I always felt like the bar was going up each time I got into the Word. And uh, even what I'm sharing with you now became a work and an effort for me. Oh, I got to love God. I got to love God. I got to love God. But that's not at all what this is communicating to us. Not, not even this much. In fact, if it was communicating this much, it couldn't be from God. It would have to be from something else. Yeah, the devil. So... In John 14, I'm just going to reread just a few verses that we read last week, but it's very important. Listen carefully. I want to point out something here. There's, uh, I'm going to read about, oh, I don't know, 10 or 12 verses. But the first 16 verses of John chapter 15 use the Greek word uh, in those verses, 16 verses. There's a Greek word that's used 14 times. And it's translated as continue, abide, and remain. So think about what was on Jesus' heart as he's communicating this message to them. He's thinking about, hey, I want my disciples to stay in the place that they have. I want them to continue in what they have heard from me. I want them to remain in the joy that they have received from our fellowship. He's this is in his mind. So the words that he's sharing with us is not to separate us from him and push us away, but rather the exact opposite. They're to keep us in close proximity, in close fellowship with him. Amen. Do you know that when you have love for someone, uh, that's what your love does? You're, one of the things that love does is it keeps you in a close connection to that other person. Now, if you just like that person, that connection isn't that strong. You just have, you know, you just think of them from time to time and yeah, they're okay. You know, we have fun when we hang out or, or uh, you know, I enjoy their input or whatever. But when you love someone, it increases the value that you have for that person. And now when they say something, you're, you're all ears. You're listening because you value them. That's what your love does. It places a value on them. And uh, that's why Jesus is about to say what he is saying here. I'm going to read in verse 6. No, let's see. Just for sake of time, I'm going to go down to verse 7. 
If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Wow, what an awesome benefit for being letting the word be alive in you and and resting in that word, not working it to get something out of it, but just resting in it, knowing that the life and the potential is in the word, not in what you're doing with it. It's your resting in it, which is, I guess you could say a doing, but you're resting in it. You're saying, wow, this is what I need. This is what I have. I'm content with this. This is awesome. So notice he goes on to say, herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. As my, as the father hath loved me, listen up. Jesus is saying, now I'm telling you how my father loved me. This is a good point. And he goes on to say that as the father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. Wow. Jesus is showing us that however the father loved him, he loved the disciples. And remember, the verse we're talking about uh, in uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 that we read, is our love towards God. So how, did this, how does this all connect together? We're going to hear more on that. He goes on to say, if you, and I'm going to just change some of the words because I know how that legalistic spirit works. And uh, I used to read it this way, and I still read it this way. It's just like, to me, it doesn't give place to that legalism. Uh, as you walk in my word, you abide in my love, even as I have walked in my Father's word and have abode in his love. Isn't that awesome? Jesus is telling us that the way he dwelled in his Father, the way he remained in his Father's love, was by living the Word of God, okay? And we talked about that last week. I encourage you to go back and, and listen to that. But I want to I wanna emphasize a point that I just touched on last week and uh, is uh, faith works by love. Again, the question isn't how we can get God's love, but rather I'm, the, the perspective that I'm sharing uh, by the Spirit today is that our love, towards God activates our faith, okay? Uh, think about for a moment that, uh, again, I used this last time, when you love someone, you want to please them. You, and not to get something from them, but because you enjoy the fellowship of love that you have with them. Uh, it's, an, it's a mutual exchange. And uh, let me read something on that point in, uh, in uh, Romans chapter 8. Listen to what it says here. It says, um, and this is all, let me just back up for just one second here. You know, it says that eye hath not seen, ear is not heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man those things which God hath prepared for those that love him. But... God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. So there's a connection between seeing and discerning the love of God, seeing and discerning our love for God or our love towards God, and that is all through the spirit. In other words, we can't discern 
God's love towards us apart from the Spirit. And nor can we, uh, like I guess you'd say, manifest our love towards God apart from the Spirit. Okay? Very important. So listen to what this says in Romans chapter 8. It says, uh, let's see here. Uh, it says, okay, for they that are after, verse 5 of Romans 8, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, or to be naturally minded is death, or fleshly minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Think about love. What does love produce? Death? Or does it produce life and peace? So if we're feeling separated from God, it's that our mind is turned to the flesh, not after the status that he's given us. See, when you receive Christ as your Savior, you receive the fullness of God inside of you by his Spirit. And you can either focus on the things of the Spirit or you can focus on the things of the flesh. If we're focusing on the things of the flesh, then we're not able to perceive the love and the things that God has prepared for us. So here Paul is relating to us by the Spirit a beautiful uh, way for us to realize, hey, wait a minute. Wow, I'm right now I'm feeling like God doesn't love me. I'm feeling kind of lost and abandoned right now. So that should tell us automatically, wow, my mind has slipped into looking at things through the flesh and not through the Spirit of God. Listen down, down what it says. It says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. But, uh, I'm sorry, because the carnal mind is in opposition against God, for it is not subject to the Word of God, neither indeed can be. And we've talked about this before, but just very briefly, what it's saying here is that our flesh is constantly opposing the things of the Spirit. God is a Spirit, and they that worship Him worship Him in Spirit and in truth. They worship Him in the Spirit. They live after God in the Spirit. So when we're carnally minded, we're actually opposing the Spirit that we're born of. So if we're looking at our condition, we're evaluating how we're feeling, our circumstances by the natural mind, we're going to feel separated from God. We're going to feel abandoned. We're going to feel lost. We're going to feel like we got to do something to fix this problem. And folks, that's not at all what the flesh, I mean, that's all that the flesh can tell you to do, but the Spirit is not going to minister that to you because the Spirit discerns all things from God. He's never going to be scratching his head saying, gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do for them now. No, he's always going to be ministering what God has provided for us in Christ Jesus, which satisfies every demand that we might be experiencing, physically or spiritually. Amen? And this is the verse I wanted to get to. Now, the, uh, in verse 7, it says, For it, the natural, carnal, fleshly mind, is not subject to the Word of God. That's an important thing. Uh, I want to get into that also in, in one of our times together because when you understand that, you're going to see how the enemy is baiting you out and using you to destroy you. 
And boy, when you see that, it'll do in you what it did in me. You'll get, you know, you'll get ticked off and you'll stand up and you'll, you might even curse at the devil like I did, but it won't be out of frustration. It'll be out of indignation. Notice this next verse, the one I wanted to get to. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Now this word please was very condemning for me for many, many years because I always looked at it as I got to do, I got to do everything right or God won't be happy with me. But really that is not what that is saying. Do you know what that's saying? If you look up the word please, it actually means uh, to be agreeable with. In other words, when we are in the flesh, we cannot be in agreement with God. It's impossible because we're separating ourselves from the Spirit. Not God's choice. That's our choice because he's, he's so loving and kind to us that he has given us the choice. That's awesome. The freedom that he has given to us to choose. So the point I want to make in connection with uh, John 14 is that when Jesus, I mean John 15, when Jesus said, uh, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you, continue in my love. If you keep my commandments, or if you walk in my word, or live in my word, it says, uh, where, where am I? Uh, oh, you shall abide in my love, even as... I kept my father's word and dwelled, lived, remained, continued in his love. And listen, that is so important because when we begin to love the word, then our focus is going to be moved away from the flesh to what God has provided for us in Christ. And our love, when we place our love upon him and we begin to value that, then the flesh is going to lose its pull on our mind. When we start to feel like a, an oppression in our body, uh, we're going we're gonna to say, that has no place with me. And not because, uh, you know, we're like, I got this to do or I got that to do. You can't do that, devil. No, it'll be because we know that the word that God has given to us will never leave us alone. It's always there. It's spirit and life to us continually. Think about this statement in, uh, let's see, where is that? Um, Jesus made this statement. I think it's in John chapter 8. Let me go there. In John chapter 8, yes, it is. Uh, let's see, John chapter 8. Listen to what Jesus said. He said in verse 29, He that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. See, Jesus only did what was agreeable with the word that his Father had revealed to him. So because of that, he had an awareness constantly of his Father's presence because he was living in the word, which is spirit and which is life. So in that place where you and I can dwell or abide or remain in, we're actually 
we're actually demonstrating our love towards God. And in that love, we're able to, uh, how would you say it? Uh, someone might be able to express this better than me, but how would you say it? Um, it's in that place where we, our love towards God meets God's love towards us. And it's, it's the, the only thing I can, the only way I can, uh, me say that is that is that that's the place of the spirit where we have the oneness with God is when our love is in agreement with his love towards us and when we're together in that there's a unity of the spirit that cannot be broken um, the spirit will never leave us but when we're linked to that there our mind and heart is single and in that place, we have the same confession that Jesus has. Hey, my father hath never left me alone. Think about what Jesus said in John 16, uh, verse 32, the night uh, of the betrayal in the garden. And Jesus said, hey, you guys, you know what's going to happen? He says, uh, you, uh, when they come to get me, you're all going to scatter. You know, like you turn a light on and the cockroaches all scatter. He said, you guys are going to run every man to his hiding place. But he said, you know what? That's okay because my I'm not alone. My father's with me. See, even in that moment of the greatest challenge that Jesus was about to face in his life, he didn't feel separated. He felt totally at peace. You know, we can have that same thing in our life. You might, be, you might have symptoms in your body that are screaming at you, telling you you're going to die, uh, or pain that's going to tell, tell you that, oh, you'd be better off dead. But when, when your heart has embraced the love of God and you've uh, intertwined your uh, receiving, or you could say your love with God's, you're going to have that connection in your heart where you're going to say, wow, you know what, I am being pressed on here, but I'm not alone. In other words, I don't have to fight this on my own. I have the victory over this because God is with me. And in the face of the Spirit, even what Jesus was experiencing, uh, you know, in that situation, he didn't feel small. He didn't feel inferior. He didn't feel weak. He didn't feel like he couldn't talk to these people. No. In fact, even he even let the spirit flow through him when he was taken in the garden to uh, heal a man's ear that Peter cut off against the will of Jesus. And uh, wow, you have to be you have to know something greater than your own ability to be able to do something like that. You have to be confident that the one that is with you is greater than the whole army of the high priest and all the troops he could gather, uh, you have to realize that you're greater than that. You know, and that's what the Spirit, when we're focused on the Spirit of God uh, through His Word and the Spirit that's dwelling in us, you're not going to feel small. You're not going to feel inferior. In fact, you and God are the majority. I don't care if there's a million people in the room. You and God are greater than that million people when you're in agreement with him. Amen? So let's read on. So uh, listen to Jesus' testimony about 
his connection with the word, with his love, and with the embrace of his father's love. Listen to what he says here. I'm in John 14, uh, verse, uh, let's see, I'll start in verse 29. It says, and now I have told you before it come to pass that when it is come to pass, you might believe. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you for the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me. Do you know, that goes back to what uh, the revelation Paul shared in Romans 8 is the we don't want to give place to the flesh because the flesh is the playground for the devil. So we don't want to give place to that. We want to be able to, as Jesus shared here, the devil has no place in me at all. And when we entertain the flesh and the natural and, our, uh, and we think in the carnal mind, we're giving place to the enemy in our life. That's why it calls it death. But when we are spiritually minded, our heart and our mind is focused on the word of God and the revelation of God and his love. And then our love is released in receiving that love. Remember, it says we love him because he first loved us. So many of us are so focused on trying to understand God's love that we never just accept it. We never just say, well, it says he loves me, so I'm just gonna live my life that way. In other words, I remember when, uh, uh, I remember when, uh, like, I don't know, my wife and I were married for like, I don't know, 10 years or whatever, and one day it just dawned on me how much I had grown to love her in those 10 years. And so one day I told her, I said, you know, honey, when we first got married, I said, I really didn't love you. I said, I liked you more than anyone I've ever known before. But I said, I really didn't love you. But I said, now I can say that I love you. And you know how that came about was that I spent time with her, more time. And the more time I spent with her hearing her heart, that that moved in me and released inside of me uh, the love that God has given us the capacity for that I could pour out towards her. You know, many of us have been wounded because we've given our love to like a parent or, a, you know, we've given our love out and uh, we've been hurt by the very person that we gave that love to. So we guard our heart and we don't give that love away because now we've been hurt or wounded and we're afraid that if we just love that it's we're going to get hurt again but here god has shown us his unconditional love towards us that there's no injury or no harm that he has in his mind towards us whatsoever but un only love joy peace gentleness meekness temperance faith goodness kindness mercy heal everything that god has is something we can surrender to and that's when we when we release our love to him we're actually opening our heart to fully embrace the love that he has manifested towards us and how did he manifest that love towards us? In his word. Listen to what Jesus says here in John 14. He says, but that the world may know that I love the Father 
And as the Father gave me commandment or taught me his word, even so I do. Wow, do you see how Jesus connected that because he loved the Father, he wanted to live in his word. And why did he want to do that? Because he experienced the love of the Father through that word. So love isn't like I give it and then he gives it back or he gives it and now I give it. No, love is a mutual exchange. Just like when a, when a man and a woman come together and uh, out of love and they have that, uh, that intimate moment together, there's an exchange, not only uh, physically, but there is a, a heart exchange in that moment, a closeness that you feel that isn't just one-sided. It's a mutual thing where you too become one flesh. Uh, you know, it's a heart thing and that, that action or whatever comes out of the heart connection. Amen? And that's what's beautiful about marriage. And that's why our Father likened our relationship to Christ as a marriage, as between us being the bride and him being the groom, because in that union together is life. It's a spiritual connection. So, uh, wow, there's so much I can uh, say uh, more on this, but um, I think that uh, we have uh, uh, covered the topic, and I do want to be respectful uh, to your time. So, again, I just want to encourage you, uh, in receiving God's love, you are going to, it's going to activate your, if you'll release your love towards Him, then you're going to experience what you might think is, uh, wow, I got a revelation of God's love, when actually you've just allowed what He's given you to flow through you. And that love will be manifested in you living in His Word. In other words, that's how you demonstrate your love uh, towards Him. Not by doing the Word to get Him to love you. No, He's already done His part. But His love has been released in that Word. And when we live in that word, we are not only experiencing his love, but we're manifesting our love towards him. So I, I just, uh, I hope this has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. And so, but in Jesus name, Father, I pray for everyone who is viewing this. And I thank you that you will quicken these truths that you have uh, shared today and they will come alive to their heart. and. And they will no longer see you through a performance legalistic mindset, but they will lay that aside to see uh, the love that you have shed abroad to them in their hearts by your spirit. And we thank you for that. So God bless you and have a beautiful rest of your day. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.